Hey, welcome, welcome everybody to Susan another Johnson edition of Let's Talk About It. This is Susan Johnson, and my co-host is off doing great things as he's running for the Arthritis Foundation here in Connecticut, and she's done amazing work at the Capitol, and I've seen her there, and we've worked on all kinds of different things together, and we're here now to talk about great things about what she's been doing and all the things she's done with the Arthritis Foundation, and I just can't be happy enough to introduce Paula Haney, who sits on the Board of Education, me used to be on the Board of Finance, and has done so many great things for the town, but also she's a physical therapist, and she has a great medical background, and some of the things that she's done includes working with the Arthritis Foundation, and I just am so pleased that you're here to join us celebrating the 75th anniversary of the Arthritis Foundation. So welcome to the show, Paula. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have an opportunity to talk with you and share things that are going on in the community and, and certainly in our state. Medication um, yes, it's and been wonderful working care. with the Arthritis the Foundation. The entire membership it's extends its very best wishes on this and it is indeed celebrating its 75th year. Um, amazing, and especially when we look back over 75 years to the change in the treatments, the change in how our patients with doctor diagnosed arthritis have not of well deserved the, honor. Oh, and extreme disabilities and contractures that we used to see with, with uh, patients years ago. Even when I started in physical therapy years, years ago, we had patients who, who have these uh, their joint damage was so intense that they lost all the way around and people can get around. Many children, yes, children get arthritis too. And those kids usually did not talking about. Uh, We're not able to play the differences uh, between biological biosimilars my goodness, and the many of them that over time just pharmaceutical medications that Exactly. Well, that, why don't uh, we start with the different types of arthritis? Because sometimes we just use that term arthritis, with the human and uh, there are different types of arthritis. Something that and I think it would be helpful because some people don't think in terms of children having arthritis, helping people with the immune disorder, deficiency disorders, and also with the system does attack your bones and so on and so forth. But there's all kinds of different aspects to it, and I know you are a very good expert, so. Let's start off with the, let's, and, uh, let's go to the common, from the most common uh, to the least common. Okay. Um, the most common that people road, uh, know about is osteoarthritis, which in and of itself isn't an autoimmune disease, and that, but that in fact new, is a degenerative joint exciting. disease, which can occur that because of the way someone's joints are made. So are that would be, um, you know, from birth. And uh, it could be trauma. A lot of from that to you, Susan, uh, accidents so or injuries. In Matter of fact, um, osteoarthritis and rates for our state the thing, third um, highest. I can remember going to discharge a lot from of our the military. National for our soldiers, and talking about because the of we were one of the, first the uh, to huge packs that they're required the to have, and um, certainly um, the injuries that they can sustain. The problem in, is um, that it isn't a federal zones. Rule. So and yes, it's, we it's huge, but we see it in our athletes, see, um, um, and and we see it in everyday law. life. Uh, um, along it with was always the, we always thought of arthritis as help an elders count condition. Bill. 
choose an ERISA plan walking that is not is an regulated, or they can choose a regulated plan. Um, you know, it, it does medical. help, especially yeah, if unregulated plans are usually plans that are done by large, large mm-hmm. corporations. The state of Connecticut, for example, uses you know, ERISA self-insurance uh, plans, on the but so they do not create a high a nice deductible. Trail, they do not nice do these things that some of the other plans do, where they have huge high deductibles and make it almost impossible for anybody to be able to get through the deductible in a particular year. So many of these ERISA plans say, for example, have six thousand dollar deductibles um, for every single person right that's in the plan in the family. So uh, if they get into some kind of, uh, say they need cancer treatment or something, so it's almost impossible for a lower income person to be able to reach the payment mm-hmm. of all the medical services piece. in a year that go to up to the $6,000 deductible. And so what happens yep. is it impacts good to have the a good uh, hospitals and the providers um, to the point where they don't get the money they should get. And the cycle is that once they don't get the money they they need, and they increase their rates. And then that goes on to another cycle uh, where the rates have increased. And then the insurance industry says, well, it costs more money now. And so now we're going to increase our premiums. And it's been going on and on and on and on for generations. And still, because of the complexity, people don't understand what's happening. In any event, it's an issue I'm working on because there's been a new suggestion by the Connecticut Business and Industry Association. They're all related. Oh, yes, that know. we do we as a small that, you know, group of association plans. I love that. <laughs> that would yeah. certainly be most of plans. <laughs> not many of the small businesses are going to want to go into a regulated plan because they cost the premiums but truly, more. Uh, how uh, the deductibles how are lower and it's more usable. But it's always the attractive knees, which lure of the, and uh, of the low I mean, premium, it, it high all, deductible plan it's all matched that up. Uh, gets yes, people it is. Yes, it is. People I want to get that in there because, because town, I think when we're talking uh, about wear and tear, like an osteoarthritis, right here in window. So that's one of the things to understand is the difference. I think sometimes people attribute the these high deductible plans to the Affordable Care Act. Which and look it is at not. It's a risk. What kinds of shoes? And it's an ERISA plan. It's federally regulated, and the That's state right. has very um, limited capacity to regulate your joints, them. And then under the small yep. business employer plan, those muscles, are affordable muscles, care act plans, and they are right. subsidized. <laughs> right. And so, you know, small and that does employer business plans. If there, if there are any kinds of things where the person can't afford the premiums or the deductible, the according to the whatever rates they have now in Connecticut for the Affordable Care Act plans, they actually uh, put themselves in a situation where that lower income person will get a subsidy from the Affordable Care Act. But you don't get that subsidy with the ERISA plans. And your ability Just saying. to uh, have your. And like I said, thank goodness so we have Representative Susan Johnson to, to yes. help yes. us through the quagmire. Very, very uh, <laughs> difficult. And I didn't mean to do that, but it's just I'm on fire about this, and I and I I do want to make sure people understand the differences between the Affordable Care Act, the private regulated Connecticut plans, and the ERISA plans or self insurance plans. have a genetic marker. Just saying. Well, it has to be said. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but please go ahead with arthritis work. <laughs> so, please. But that, so those were our two main priorities on the okay. Hill. 
Um, okay. And we're always I, looking I for studying our, it. My brother has a license in our Oh, really? Yes, yes. And, yes. And, uh, and that's been in order for them uh, to be fully aware of all of the issues and how it impacts people with arthritis. If you want a letter for me, you've got it. I mean, I'm glad to send it off to our Congressman Courtney and off to our state, our United States Senators, Blumenthal and Murphy. I know there are. I think that all of all. Well, Vision can, Blumenthal can and, and, and yes, uh, yes. no, so Murphy and uh, go ahead, Courtney all chaired no, the no. Interesting to find out that a lot of these, uh, and of I mean, course, Blumenthal's care of everything is the Attorney uh, General. So, and actually, <laughs> so he understands it all. With, uh, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. but they were both public health Another chairs. And so I know that they get this and they will be. Now, the next thing I hope that we contact people. I don't want to speak for them. Well, as of right now, I believe that. There is only one. We do a lot of advertisements well, on TV. Well, I won't say that. Sorry, right now, three. Well, that um, and that, that's kind of personal for members me of the Earth one of my that's great. sons. So, and again, I, I say it over and over again. Um, we are so fortunate in the state of Connecticut and, uh, and it, the representative affects the joints that we do because arthritis does. In most cases, but it also affects. That's great. And this is a wonderful thing. I love this proposal. This is a wonderful proposal, and it would be wonderful to be able to get rid of step um, therapy altogether you know, and let the doctors make the uh, decisions you know, for arthritis and for so everything else. I yeah, mean, because they keep moving back and, and forth. We got rid of step therapy the hands, for a while there, the and then somehow I went off the insurance and, very, and real estate committee. And uh, the hands that's back, back. Ah, I mean, that's how we nah. all get around. Mm. <laughs> Things exactly. that make you go. Mm. It's very, yeah. very difficult. And but I'm coming back. Yay! <laughs> I wonder. If no, it's true. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, yeah, they've put it in these little places. You know, and the thing is that you know, even in my son's case, you know, for that amount of time that he should have been on a biological wasn't personal choice. My son was playing some of football. Horrible! It's horrible because at the end of the season, by taking that. Way, down the road, swollen, they create but, a bigger um, problem and a more expensive problem for somebody, and they so uh, it's really not, and not he smart. Had I mean, the very just characteristic things, and I, I could like never figure it out. Why would fingers. you do that when it's going to cost that was, that so much less in the long run? I see. Yeah. And you were, of course, able to I identify minimizing it. Minimizing the damage and disability and to a hospitalization. Thank you. Very good. All these things. So that is joint for the little ones, when the and little while ones we're have thinking arthritis, arthritis, tell us about how that. Does that work? Are there things that the parents can do to make sure their muscle strength is good to joint limit replacements the pain? For different types well, of I think there we um, are very fortunate. I'm not so sure that there are different types. Okay. It usually is according to a person's makeup. Mm-hmm. There, um, not some people have allergies to certain types of metals. Sure. So usually, now with our and one of the robotics and our ability to actually customize a joint replacement first prosthetic. I mean, that's just amazing rather than just taking a generic And I think getting diagnosed, getting that diagnosis is the most important, especially then from there, the appropriate referral. I've incredible medication. That is huge. The knees are really. 
Uh, the place for where you see so many people have so much difficulty to, to as they age. And uh, mm, having so the knee replacements yes, are that something that uh, can really revive yes, someone's ability to maintain mm -hmm. and make sure they mm -hmm. have a normal life. And it, it does take a lot of therapy. And, uh, um, as even though close to normal as you can get with these types of conditions because these are all affects the movement, the ability for people to function. And moving is one of the things people want to be able to do. So I'm just very very, uh, and while we're talking about the knee replacement, you about before you get to knee replacement, sometimes they're able to accomplish um, things that you can do to mitigate some uh, of the they've been able pressure to on the knee, like using a cane uh, or a walker out of Connecticut and the nation. My goodness, and I'm wondering that is probably of, um, one of the mantras sure people have access to treatment. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how we have the utilized for years. Does people that. who absolutely refuse to use a cane, there's so many a little bit of vanity involved, or I just need it well <laughs> by it's I am privileged with to be the advocacy pain. chair for, for Connecticut's chapter. Thank you for that uh, work. Thank you. We have again, worked just like we talked uh, before how something at the um, ankle can locally, affect the knee, can affect with with the back. You. Yes. Um, the same way we're going to using the, uh, assistive device to the bill if you sign take that little bit of strain off part of our you're step therapy. Yes. You're not Still, which we can talk about. At your other um, but we do have so every year to have that cane in the hill. Some pretty fancy ones and these we days. Have okay. Some years yeah, you we can have use representation them kind of like a, from just the about yeah. every state. <laughs> little dance <laughs> and go to the hill. Talk so to if you use that cane, you are going to take some of the pressure off your people with arthritis. arthritis. And always this year was our first year back in person after COVID. So it was a pretty incredible year. We got there left hand the day like that the first that session show <laughs> folks were just getting back to um, their on offices his cane on the same side but um, we had two very important down the hallway i can't remember the name of the oh, show i don't re i don't remember that i can remember everybody was up in arms because he was using his cane in the wrong side and even after it got to those cases where studio companies will quite refuse to change i guess it became that signature movement but yes, it's always in the opposite medication, hand. regardless of it what will the rheumatologist definitely has takes some of the pressure off that joint as so a that trial you can have a more normal gait pattern. Receiving and what if both joints are affected? Would a walker be a walker? Then you have to watch out with walkers. My son as well. Are, there's when a tendency to lean forward a little bit. But some of the other back now. Yes, they are. They're making higher. Loft strain crutches is another insurance option would not pay um, for a also called Canadian crutches. He had uh -huh. to start we were in England some years ago. And I was astounded. Never saw him. a walker and anywhere. Let's just go mm -hmm. first but I to did talk see so many people using lost-strain crutches. It's fine, Dex. I don't. Really I've never heard or seen mm -hmm. so a lost-strain crutch. Tell us a little bit about what a biological is and what's the difference mm -hmm. between around that the back and of a, your arm and a medication that has been developed by the pharmaceutical that you hold on to. Oh yes. So it looks like a regular is actually made from a living. So you're not putting weight under your arms, which is large. Always been the problem. With direct standard crutches uh, impacts the receptors. Um, so you have none of that. Increase You've got the support. And that's the autoimmune and, uh, part of the disease where this receptor yeah, is really engaged. Puts, uh, it having that posture problem, especially as you age uh, and your, your, your back, 
kind of tends to come the together joints, more and more. It can more also affect other parts of the body. The, uh, you know, so the biologic the neck, right? is able to go in and block that. Yeah. And, you know, the, it's a perfectly other normal response are made synthetic when you're in pain. Other materials. And they can reduce the pain. the more you're in pain, they're not so directly involved in the actual mechanism. Yeah, um, standing up straight, leaning back. And this back, is how long I, I know the biologists sure have been the around the Christian shoes. Probably, yeah. I think in the 90s is when they really started. And being able to take medication and afford it. As an advocate for Medicare beneficiaries, a lot of the controversy was over whether or not the long run and for the health of the time. Our entire society makes sure everybody can get around and move around. That's just a big deal. And it should be the way things are. And whatever we can do to make sure that we do that, we will be working on it. And then there is something that's the Arthritis Foundation. Halloweeny, and I'll be working on it. Bio and we've got a couple more minutes. You want to say a few more things? What, what words of advice are, um, can you give to folks essentially about uh, what they the should same be doing? If they have, if they have a little pain, mm-hmm. maybe it's time uh, to see the try doctor and get an order. Yeah, clear like yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many <laughs> ways that we But basically, they are the second phase. They're still live organisms, so they're not synthetic. They're very similar. They are almost exactly like the biologics. Let's get to the doctor. Let's get a diagnosis. Let's get our treatment <laughs> managed. But I think and because you know, they are now a second are so much level, more in control, they have not had lives. to go through the amount. And that's of a wonderful thing. That's actually how I started out. That the other that the biologics had developed the, the, the research is already there. The information and, uh, is already let's there. Take control. And so for yes, that reason, absolutely. Can be yeah, well, less thank you so much, Paula Haney, who's done great work here in town. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I know that people are when the biosimilars came also doing great work as a physical therapist, helping so many people uh, with uh, all kinds of physiological problems, and as the the chair of uh, community relations for the Arthritis Foundation uh, in the state of Connecticut. Thank you so much uh, for being here with us today. We really appreciate all the amazing work you do. Thank you. It's been a privilege. It doesn't follow the neurotransmitters the way that it would in a biologic, because that's just the neurologic uh, receptors are more receptive to a biologic than they would be, to, or to a biosimilar That's than right. they would be to a, uh, a pharmaceutical. And the Arthritis Foundation has taken a stand on that, and and they have um, said, you know, biosimilars are certainly acceptable. If that's what your doctor feels that you can handle, um, but their feeling is that patients should know if they're getting biosimilars, there should be transparency and certainly monitored as to whether or not it is as effective for that particular patient as the biologic was. This is absolutely fascinating. Uh, This is Susan Johnson. I'm here with Paula Haney, who is in charge of outreach for the Arthritis Foundation, which we're going to be celebrating uh, today, uh, 75 years of service uh, to the arthritis community. Uh, But we are going to stop for these messages, and we will be returning with this fabulous information about arthritis and discussion more about what's going on with the Arthritis Foundation. Welcome back, everyone. This is Susan Johnson. I'm here with our very special guest this evening, Paula Haney, who is uh, the 
She's the Director of Community Outreach for the uh, Arthritis Foundation here in Connecticut, and she's done amazing work at the Capitol, and I've seen her there, and we've worked on all kinds of different things uh, together, and we're here now to talk about and to celebrate 75 years of service uh, with the Arthritis Foundation, and I just want to say I want to be able to present to you the, the uh, citation that's from me and Senator Flexer, and I'm going to put this in front of us. And it's going to be from uh, us, from the Connecticut General Assembly, and from Susan Johnson and Senator May Flexer. Be it hereby known to all that the Connecticut General Assembly hereby offers its sincerest congratulations to the Arthritis Foundation in recognition of 75 years of service to the arthritis community. The Arthritis Foundation has facilitated health care access changes that have helped people with arthritis live healthier lives through medication improvements, and physical therapy care. The entire membership extends its very best wishes on this memorable occasion and expresses the hope for continued success given the 29th day of September at the Capitol. It's signed by President Pro Tem Marty Looney, Speaker of the House Matt Ritter, and Secretary of State Stephanie Thomas. So very, very good. Uh, this is great, and uh, thank you, and well-deserved honor. Oh, that's And so I'm just exciting. very pleased that we're able to celebrate today oh. uh, with respect to the uh, Arthritis Foundation's 75 years of service to people who have these mobility issues, and it makes a, our society better all the way around when people can get around. That's very true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so tell us some more about the outreach work that's been going on. I know we did a great job talking about uh, the biologics and the biosimilars and the differences between biologics, biosimilars, and the medications that are just pharmaceutical medications that don't have that, uh, that other uh, component to them that is actually uh, something that I think as we move forward with the human genome, this is going to be more and more mm -hmm. uh, something that uh, is going to be more relevant in terms of treatment and therapy and, and actually helping people with uh, with the immunodeficiency disorders and also with the wear and tear type of osteoarthritis. Yes, because there is, for the first time, there is a uh very active research going on for osteoarthritis and uh, possibly some uh, medications down the road that can actually impact the progression of osteoarthritis and that that is new that is going to be very exciting I think that we have to realize how fortunate we are in the state of Connecticut and I'm going to attribute a lot of that to you, Susan, because oh. you have been so active in the health-related causes for and bills for our state. Thank you. Um, but I can remember going to a lot of our arthritis national meetings and talking about the fact that we were one of the first states to actually pass the Safe Step Therapy Act. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is that it isn't a federal ruling. And that was what we were doing on the Hill, trying to make the Safe um, Step Act become a federal law. Uh, along with the what is called the Health Copays Count Bill. Uh -huh. And that is, um, that's a big one. That's big. Folks. Yes, it is. Tell us about that because that is, that sounds to me like it's going to be a huge, huge plus for, for mm -hmm. the average person that has to deal with these things. There are, for folks that are um, 
suffering from chronic illnesses and medications that are very expensive. You'll often see an advertisement that the pharmaceutical company can assist you if you have trouble paying for your medication. Well, what happens is, again, if you have a copay, coinsurance, which is even worse, um, there are pharmaceutical companies and, and other uh, folks that can help pay that copay with you. The trouble is that's usually just a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. So um, the person will start the year with this kind of assistance to pay for their medications, and then maybe two months down the road, that assistance is used up. And they are suddenly faced with paying the full amount of their copay or their coinsurance. Now, for some folks who are on you know, your basic pharmaceuticals, that probably doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're on medications that can cost up to $6,000 a month, that assistance is much, much needed. Mm-hmm. And so what, what, is, what the HELP Copays Act um, is about is making that assistance part of your um, deductible. So that once you know, once you reach your deductible and in your insurance plan, then your medications are paid for. Well, what's happening is that assistance right now is not being used towards the deductible. So when that assistant ends, the person is held responsible for their entire copay or coinsurance until they reach their deductible, which could take time. So with this accumulator. Um, act, the money that is given, whether it's a gift, whether somebody else helps them, uh, or whether it comes from a pharmaceutical uh, company, all that assistance is to be counted along with what the patient pays so that they can reach their deductible sooner and not have to be responsible for the total amount of the copay or coinsurance. And this would be this would be required of all insurance. Once it becomes yes, and I think in Connecticut we have this in place, but it doesn't. I don't believe it applies to all employee or employer paid insurance. So let's make a distinction here because this is an issue that I am really focused on, and that is the difference between uh, the Affordable Care Act plans and the Connecticut regulated plans and then there's the ERISA plans or the self-insurance plans and the self-insurance plans don't have to go by Connecticut regulation and the uh, they're also known as ERISA plans the Employee Retirement and Security Act um, Insurance and Security Act and what's happened uh, that was passed in 1974 ERISA plans uh, of course they have their standards and they were created uh, so that there would be a standardized type of insurance all throughout the country. And then they left the regulations. The state wanted to do more with the plan, and they uh, and the, and the uh, employer opted into, or the uh, who, whatever, pro, whatever it was, opted into a, a plan, could choose an ERISA plan that is not regulated, or they could choose a regulated plan through the state of Connecticut. 
The unregulated plants are usually plants that are done by large, large corporations. The state of Connecticut, for example, uses ERISA self-insurance plans, but they do not create a high deductible. They do not do these things that some of the other plans do where they have huge high deductibles and they make it almost impossible for anybody to be able to get through the deductible in a particular year. So many of these ERISA plans, say for example, have $6,000 deductibles for every single person that's in the plan in the family. So if they get into some kind of uh, say they need cancer treatment or something, it's almost impossible for a lower income person to be able to reach the payment of all the medical services in a year that go to f up to the $6,000 deductible. And so what happens is it impacts the uh, hospitals and the providers to the point where they don't get the money they should get and the cycle is that once they don't get the money they they need then they increase their rates and then that goes on to another cycle where the rates have increased and then the insurance industry says well it costs more money now and so now we're going to increase our premiums and it's been going on and on and on and on for generations and still, because of the complexity, people don't understand what's happening. In any event, it's an issue I'm working on because there's been a new suggestion by the Connecticut Business and Industry Association that we do a so small group of association plans that would ultimately be mostly ERISA plans. And not many of the small businesses are going to want to go into a Connecticut regulated plan because they cost the premiums more. Uh, the deductibles are lower and it's more usable, but it's always the attractive lure of the uh, of the low premium, mm -hmm. high deductible plan that uh, gets yes. people, and it's what's gotten people here, I think, in our in our town uh, our town insurance plans too, right here in right here in Wyndham. So I that's one of the things to understand is the differences, and I think sometimes people attribute the the, the, these these uh, high deductible plans to the Affordable Care Act, which it is not. It's ERISA, uh, and it's an ERISA plan. It's federally regulated, and the state has very limited capacity to regulate them. And then under the Small Business Employer Plan, those are Affordable Care Act plans, and they are subsidized. And so in the Small Employer Business Plans, uh, if there if there are any kinds of things where the person can't afford the premiums or the deductible, the uh, according to the whatever rates they have now in Connecticut for the Affordable Care Act plans, they actually uh, put themselves in a situation where that lower income person will get a subsidy from the Affordable Care Act instead. But you don't get that subsidy with the ERISA plans. Just saying. And like I said, thank goodness we have Representative Susan Johnson to help us through the quagmire. <laughs> and I didn't mean to do that, but it's just I'm on fire about this, and I and I, I do want to make sure people understand the differences between the Affordable Care Act, the private regulated Connecticut plans, mm -hmm. and the ERISA plans or self-insurance plans. Yes. Just saying. Well, no, it, it has to be said. Yes, okay, <laughs> but please go ahead with arthritis work. So please. But that so those were our two main priorities on the Hill, um, and we're always looking for our our representatives and our senators to join the arthritis caucus uh, in order for them to be fully aware 
of all of the issues I'd and how it to. impacts people yeah. with arthritis. If you want a letter from me, you've got it. I mean, I'm okay. glad to send it off to our Congressman Courtney and off to our state, our United States Senators, uh, Blumenthal and Murphy. And I think that all of, all, well, Blumenthal and, and, and uh, no, Murphy and uh, Courtney all chaired the Public Health Committee when they were in the Connecticut legislature. Oh. And, of course, Blumenthal took care of everything as the Attorney General. So, oh, dear. <laughs> so he understands it all. Yes. Uh, but, uh, but they were both public health chairs. And uh, so I know that they get this, and they will be, um, I think they'll be good contact people. I don't want to speak for them, but. Yeah, I, well, but. I as of right now, I, I believe that there is only one well, I won't say that. Right now, the three that you have mentioned are all members of the Arthritis Caucus. That's great. So, and again, I, I say it over and over again, we are so fortunate in the state of Connecticut mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. the representatives, the legislators that we do because um, we are, in most cases, way ahead of the game. That's great. And this is a wonderful thing. I love this proposal. This is a wonderful proposal, and it would be wonderful to be able to get rid of step therapy altogether and let the doctors make the uh, decisions for arthritis and for everything else. I mean, because they keep moving back and forth. We got rid of step therapy for a while there, and then somehow I went off the insurance and real estate committee, and uh, some of it's back now. Back Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm coming back. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, I they, mean, yeah uh, they put it in these little places. You know, <laughs> and the thing is that, you know, even in my son's case, you know, for that amount of time that he should have been on a biologic that right. he wasn't, how much joint damage was going on? Thank you. Yes. That, you know? Horrible. It's horrible because... By taking that away down the road, they create a bigger problem and a more expensive problem for somebody, and they uh, it's really not, not smart. I mean, there's just these things, and I, I could never figure it out. Why would you do that when it's going to cost so much less in the long run well, to do this? Well, that's true. I mean, minimizing the damage and disability, and never mind the hospitalizations. That Thank you. Yes. All these things, uh, joint replacements, uh, all kinds of things. And while we're thinking of joint replacements, how does that work with uh, osteoarthritis and some of the other types of arthritis? Is there different types of joint replacements for different types of arthritis? Um, I'm not so sure that there are different types. Okay. It usually is according to a person's makeup. There, um, some people have allergies to certain types of, of metals. Sure. Um, so uh, usually, and now with our um, robotics and our ability to actually customize a joint replacement prosthesis. Wow. I mean, that's just amazing rather than, you know, just taking a generic one off yes. the shelf. And now they can actually customize, uh, especially knees, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, I've, incredibly I've, helpful that is that is huge the knees are really uh the place where you see so many people have so much difficulty as they age and uh having the knee replacements are something that uh, can really revive someone's ability to move mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it, it does take a lot of therapy um even though you know knees only bend and straighten um, there's a lot of stress on knees, and, and you really do need a lot of good rehab after having a, a knee replaced. 
And while we're talking about the knee replacement, before you get to knee replacement, sometimes there's um, things that you can do to mitigate some of the pressure on the knee, like using a cane or a walker. Can you tell us a little bit about that? My goodness. That is probably one of the mantras <laughs> that we have utilized for years. People who absolutely refuse to use a cane. Because uh, there's so many, yes. There's a little bit of vanity involved, or I just don't need it. But it's amazing with the use of a cane how much you can improve your gait which again, just like we talked before, how something at the ankle can affect the knee, can affect the back. The same with using an assistive device. If you take that little bit of strain off, you're not gonna limp. You're not gonna create issues at your other joints. So better to have that cane, and they make some pretty fancy ones these days. Okay, yeah, yeah um, you could use them kind of like a baton yeah a little dance (laughs) so if you use that cane you are going to take some of the pressure off your affected joint and always remember to use it in the opposite hand so if it's your right knee that's affected you should be using your cane in your left hand unlike that what was that show some years ago the doctor who insisted on using his cane on the same side and was constantly limping down the hallway. I can't remember the name of the oh, show. I don't, re- I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was, I can remember everybody was up in arms because he was using his cane in the wrong side and even after it got to the the uh, studio, whatever, he refused to change. <laughs> I guess it became his signature movement. But yes, it's always in the opposite hand That's and great. it will definitely take some of the pressure off that joint so mm-hmm. that you can have a more normal gait pattern. And what if both joints are affected? Would a walker be a... a walker? Then you have to watch out with walkers. Are There's a tendency to lean forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. But some and of them, now they're making them higher. Back. They... Now, yes, they are. They're making them higher. Yeah. Um, loft strand crutches is another option. Um, also called Canadian crutches. Uh-huh. We were in England some years ago and I was astounded never saw a walker anywhere Mm -hmm. but I did see so many people using loft strand crutches explain that because I don't I've never heard or seen that a loft strand crutch is one that it cuffs Mm -hmm. around the back of your arm and it has a piece that comes out that you hold on to oh yeah so it looks like a regular crutch but it's got that arm piece so you're not putting weight under your arms which oh, is yes always been the problem with standard crutches is leaning on them um, so you have none of that you've got the support and uh, you can stand up straight yeah because it's really puts uh, having that posture problem especially as you age uh, and your 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 back tends to come together more and more because you lose some of the uh, you know ligaments in the yeah. back right the, the discs start the discs to, to dry deteriorate. up a little yeah. bit <laughs> yeah. yeah we lose height yep. yeah and you know the, it's a perfectly normal response to flex when you're in pain mm-hmm. um, it's a protective mechanism it's a reflex so the more you're in pain the more you're apt to flex we want you to be nice and straight yes it's standing up straight leaning back practicing your gait making sure you got the cushiony cushiony shoes Mm -hmm. keeping those muscles strong 
These are the things we must and do. And being able to take your medication and afford it. Exactly. And that's also extremely, extremely important for, uh, for the long run and for the health of our entire society to make sure everybody can get around and move around. That's, that's just a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it should be the way things are. And whatever we can do to make sure people can do that, we will be working on it with the Arthritis Foundation and Paula Heaney. And I'll be working on it. And we've got a couple more minutes. You want to say a few more things? What, what, what words of advice uh, can you give to folks about uh, what they should be doing? If they, have, if they have a little pain, maybe it's time to see the doctor and get an order, something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many ways that we can diagnose what's going on with our joints. And if, in fact, you are um, in the, the throes of an autoimmune disease. So there is no reason why anybody should have to be in extreme pain anymore. Let's get to the doctor. Let's get a diagnosis. Let's get our treatment managed. Um, and, you know, people now are so much more in control of their lives. And that's a wonderful thing. That's actually how I started out in the Arthritis Foundation was uh, developing a program of self-management. And uh, let's take control. Let's yeah, take control. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Paula Haney, who's done great work here in town uh, as a member of the Board of Education, Board of Finance, and also doing great work as a physical therapist, helping so many people uh, with all kinds of physiological problems, and as the chair of uh, Community Relations for the Arthritis Foundation in the state of Connecticut. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate all the amazing work you do. Thank you. It's been a privilege.